<laughs> what can I get you? Hey, Santa. A pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Samut with Mama Yoga's Wellness, and you are tuned in for another episode of Mind, Body, Energy, and Balance. Uh, as always, I like to begin my shows by giving praise and homage to those great ancestral beings whose uh, shoulders upon which I stand. You know, there's no information new under the sun. Everything has been, you know, on this planet uh, in some shape, way, or form for lifetimes upon lifetimes upon lifetimes. We are simply reclaiming, repackaging, and redistributing the information of the ancient ones. And in that spirit, I like to share this information here that has been taught to me. I give praise and honor to all of my great teachers who have come into my life. And I give praise and honor to all of those who would be uh, influenced by this work. Today's show uh, is uh, we're going to talk to you about intermittent fasting. I'm really excited to share this uh, information with you because I've been using fasting as a way of life for more than 20 years, uh, probably closer to 25. Uh, and intermittent fasting is a, is a kind of a hot new term that people are using in regards to a certain way. It's a tool and a process that you can use to help with your healthy living uh, goals. Before we get deep into that, though, I want to introduce my uh, and say hey to my producer. I always be running off at the mouth and hardly get to the producer till the end. Well, his credits is at the end. <laughs> hey, Flaw 700. What it do, everybody? Yes. So happy to be here on the uh, podcast, Brothers Network, uh, give offering this dynamic health and healing information along with the other, you know, entertainment uh, and informational uh, podcasts that they share as well. So let's get on to uh, our topic today, intermittent fasting. Well, what is intermittent fasting? Well, intermittent means uh, paused or every so often fasting. Uh, and so let's break down the word fasting. I know there's a lot of fast, right? People say I'm fasting and they're drinking, you know, juice. And people say I'm fasting and they only eat from sunup, uh, from sundown for a few hours after sundown. From sunup to sundown, they're not eating. That's considered a type of fasting. There are literally, you know, countless variations on what fasting is. Now, human beings were hardwired with um, a, an inbuilt or an, an a, um, everyday fast. Every night when you go to sleep, you get up in the morning and you have what? Break fast. 
you have breakfast, right? Let's look at the word, right? Breakfast means that you're breaking your fast. So overnight, during a 12-hour time period, 16-hour time period, I don't know who can sleep 16 hours, but let's just say eight-hour time period. Your body is in a fasted state. It simply means that you are abstaining from taking in uh, food, right? And so intermittent fasting, uh, there are several uh, different variations of how to do intermittent fasting. There's the 5-2, that is five days you would eat your normal uh, calories and meals, and two days you would, you know, really reduce the amount of calories that you consume. It's 16-8, there's a warrior diet, which is, you know, you would uh, forgo eating all day long and then at evening have a meal, right? And the premise of that is that, you know, hunter-gatherer, warrior uh, nations would spend all day hunting and gathering their food and then, um, and then in the evening, eat whatever it is that they caught, right? So that's the, that's the premise of that whole warrior diet or warrior uh, eating time slot, and uh, that's 16 and 8 as well. There's also 24-hour, 36, uh, and some people even go up to 72 hours on certain types of intermittent fasting. Now, there are several more in-depth uh, fasts that tie into the time of year, right? Seasonal fasts. Uh, as a yogini uh, and a spiritualist, uh, for the last 25 years, I've practiced seasonal fasting, where I would fast every time the season changed. You would fast, you would pray and meditate, you know, try to align your energy with the change of the season, Right. So that's a different type of fasting. Within the context of the seasonal fast, there's not necessarily uh, no eating, right? It's what you eat during most seasonal fasts as opposed to what you don't eat. During the seasonal fast, one could have foods that will clean out a particular organ of the body. There's the liver. You want to have spicy foods. I just gave a talk uh, for my Kunda class uh, and showed them how to use spicy foods this time of year to help clean out, that is the springtime, to help clean out the liver. So spicy foods would be not hot sauce, y'all, and pickles. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, you know, uh, herbs and um, plants like uh, escarole and uh, radishes and those types of herbs, right? Herbs that have a bit of a kick, they're kind of bitter, dandelion root, milk thistle, all of those types of herbs and salads one should be having during this time of year to help flush out, you know, all of the heavy fat foods that we ate over the winter to keep the body insulated and warm, right? So that's a diff- that's a type of fast where you are having food. There's fast where people do just juicing, We call it juice feasting, right, where they are just eating, I mean, drinking uh, juices uh, put through uh, some type of juicer, most likely centrifugal or uh, if someone has a twin gear grinder, uh, juices, right? Then there's, um, I'm just going to eat fruit, fruit fast, you know, I'm just uh, fasting from, excuse me, fasting from all other foods, but I'm just going to have fruit, 
right? So these are the different variations um, of and styles that people use for fasting. There are also water fasts and dry fasting. Now, water fast is where it's just what it says. You're just drinking waters. No plated food at all. No hand food that is fruits or vegetables. Just water, right? And those fasts really need to be done, especially if you're going to do them for an extended period of time. They need to be done under supervision of a uh, healthcare professional because when you water fast, it is the most... um, purifying of the body but as we know before you get to the purity all of the you know all of this sickness and and everything else that's in your body that's been kind of stored away comes to the surface to be removed that's why it's coming to the surface so if you're going to do a water fast for an extended period of time i would say longer than three days you really need to know what you're doing and you also need if you if you're not a skilled practitioner you need uh your uh professional person to kind of hold your hand and walk you through right then there's dry fasting this is another one now i personally have never dry fasted dry fasting means that you are not consuming anything it's just air right you and air (laughs) there's a whole community of people called breatharians i don't know how well they're doing but you know somebody want to google it and then email us uh or uh leave your comment when we post uh, as we post up on twitter and social media platforms you know let us know how the uh, breatharian you know fasting diet is going these are people who only live off of breathing and certain certain yogic practices they do not eat food at all do not consume anything so this is not of course i'm not advising anybody to be a breatharian but when you dry fast it is similar to that type of lifestyle dry fasting is you don't consume anything You are just, you know, uh, breathing and going about your day uh, without any type of consumption at all, right? So um, these are the several uh, types of fasts, right, that one can undertake. Intermittent fasting is when you stop eating for a period of time. I forgot about Brad Pilon's Eat, Stop, Eat, that fabulous book. Uh, And uh, we'll uh, leave uh, some links and info down the bottom, too, for you guys to research all of this information more, you know, so that you can get a little further into it. Right. So intermittent fasting is where you um, eat, where you don't eat for a period of time. And then you refeed or you eat uh, according to uh, your dietary principles and protocols. So intermittent fasting is really a very helpful um, practice if you want to really lean up the body. That is, if you have that stubborn abdominal fat, you know, that just, you know, everywhere else is pretty lean, but you got that abdominal fat, you're trying to cut it up a little bit, you can intermittent fast. Uh, Great number. Part of the reason, let me back up a little bit. Part of the reason that intermittent fasting has become such uh, a phenomenon is because the athletes, professional athletes, especially MMA athletes, use it a lot. 
and they, you know, they have that physique, you know, and people are excited about that, you know. So that's why it's really kind of taking off and blowing up. And it works. It's And it's good for your body. And I'm going to get into all the benefits of it, too. Right. So. Uh, you you pick a period of time, sixteen eight. Say you don't eat for sixteen hours, right? So you get up, you go to bed, uh, you stop eating by seven o'clock p.m. Seven o'clock a.m. You go to sleep, you get up about your day, seven o'clock a.m. That's twelve hours, and then you need another six hours. So then you postpone eating anything until around one o'clock, right? one o'clock it would be six hours so that's uh that's actually 18 that's actually 18 hours so if you want to do 16 hours you would do 12 and then four more hours so you stop eating by 7 p.m uh then go to sleep overnight get up at 7 a.m or whatever time don't eat anything from 7 a.m till another four hours which is 11 okay so then that's 16 hours you have not put any type of food uh products or food substance in your mouth or in your digestive tract right so that's 16 and then you would eat in between the hours of eight and seven that's your eight hour eating window Right. And that's the 16, eight protocol. Some people go 24 hours or 20 and four. They create a non eating or fasting window for 20 hours and then they eat between four hours. Does that make sense? And so, you know, you really have to gauge your body and you have to kind of, you know, walk yourself through it, especially if you're on the sad diet, the standard American diet. If your diet is you pulling up the Wendy's and you're doing all, you know, you're eating um, all manners of food and you don't even know what a parsley look like or any kind of vegetables or whatever, you want to be careful about uh, adopting this uh, both feet in. You might want to just work it a little bit, little bit, and then push your time longer and longer uh, until your body gets used to it. Because the thing about living and um, being accustomed to eating a standard American diet, your body is running off of sugar as opposed to fat, right? So your body is, um, is stuck on and addicted to sugars, Right. And not just cakes and ho-hos and pies and Snickers bars. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about carbohydrates. I'm talking about pasta and bread and all the hidden sugars that's in the sauces and the fast food restaurants and all of that kind of stuff. You're with me. Your body has become acclimated to eating in that style. And if you're going to do an intermittent fasting protocol, you first need to work up cleaning up your diet a little bit so that you don't have those crazy cravings that jump on you like a gorilla on your back, honey. <laughs> like a monkey on your back for sure when you when you uh, are going 16 hours without giving the body anything except for water. And there's a, a few uh, things you can have during that 16 hours, uh, and I'm going to share that. But if you are laden with chemicals and, you know, processed food and the, um, you know, the ingredients that make those foods tasty then those addictions are going to come up. Those cravings, the body's going to be like, you haven't had your dose, we need you to go to McDonald's. And it's going to be harder for you to do the 16-hour uh, window. 
All right. So um, somebody else I'd like for you to look up. There's all kind of research out there about this. This is not something that I'm just mama yoga is just pulling out the sky. There's years and years and years of research, not to mention our own anatomical, physical, physiology and the way that human beings are created. You fast every day anyway. Unless you up in the middle of the night, you know, stalking the refrigerator and then there's something else going on if you're doing that. Right. Every day we fast. The thing is to become conscious about it and get on board with the natural rhythm of how we've been created. That's the thing. So you want to look up uh, information by Dr. Wong. I'm sorry, Dr. Wong. Who is that? (laughs) Dr. Jason Fong. Jason Fong. F-O-N-G. He is a nephrologist kidney specialist from Canada. And I don't know if you all know, but Canada has a bit of flexibility, much more flexibility in terms of understanding holistic health and it being a part of the national health system. uh, uh, Those ideas and precepts being a part of the national health system of Canada, right? So they are a bit of, you know, probably leaps and bounds ahead of America in terms of policy, and realizing that complementary uh, and uh, natural medicine is valuable to the health of citizens, right? So Dr. Jason Fong, he's from Canada, he's a nephrologist, and years and years of studying and caring for patients with uh, diabetes, right? Because the, the main one of the main organ systems that diabetes attacks is the kidney system, right? And as I say, he's a nephrologist, kidney specialist. So after years of seeing his patients become ill and more ill and more ill, he said, wait a minute, it's something that we have to do. So this man has tens of thousands of patients over his 20-year practice that he has put on fast. And his fasts are water fasts. You ain't getting nothing else on his fast but water. And he puts them on a window, a time period that you don't do anything but just drink water. And it really is, you know, so healthy for the body, right? So let's talk about, you all can look up Dr. Jason Fong. He's all over YouTube. He's got an institution, uh, a, uh, his practice. He does blogs. It's quite fascinating. And it is the concrete um, efficacy and, um, and proof in his work, scientific proof that we can use fasting to help correct and um, change the course of some of these chronic chronic diseases and illnesses that so many of the population are suffering from, right? So when you intermittent fast, what happens for the body? Well, first of all, uh, when you stop eating plated food and whole foods, foods the body has to digest, your insulin levels go down. And when your insulin levels go down, now the body can not, now it doesn't have to deal with the fire, right, of trying to put out the insulin that's in your bloodstream. You with me? So when the body, when there's too much insulin or too much glucose, I should say, too much glucose, too much sugar in your bloodstream, the body views that as it's under attack. 
And so it shuts down all the other systems to send all of the energy to try to sweep out that excess sugar in your bloodstream. Too much sugar in the bloodstream deranges the brain. It deranges and disrupts the neural transmitters from the brain to the rest of the body. It uh, prepares the body to store fat, thinking that there's a famine. Why is there so much blood sugar in the bloodstream? It must be a famine coming. Store fat for the famine. Are you with me? The body cannot burn fat and sugar at the same time. If you have a, a large amount of sugar in your diet, your body's going to run on sugar. That is, your brain is going to run on sugar. Dr. Jason Fong likes to say that the difference between fat and sugar, how the body runs on either or, is that sugar is like the money in your wallet. It's easily accessible, and your body can burn it quickly, so it can get to it. So it will burn sugar first. Fat, though, is a much better source, a higher quality source of uh, energy for the body. But it's like your money in your bank. You got to go to the teller. You got to fill out a slip. You got to make sure, you know, how much is in there. And you got to pull it with some uh, hoops that you got to jump through to get it. It's the same for your body. Sugar is easily accessible and the body will burn it quickly. Fat, however, is for hard times. Your body stores fat in case there's no food. That is what our fat on our body is for. It is to store in case there's some type of famine. So the body locks it away, usually on the belly, on the hips, on the buttocks. Uh, and as we said in the previous broadcast or previous podcast, on the arms and on the back, though that dreaded back fat women, you know we hate that, right? We don't want no back fat. But the body don't have nowhere else to put it. She's going to put it right there on the back. Just hold on to this. Now you're a camel. <laughs> Now you're a camel because the body, like, you know, the camel's humps, those humps are the water reserves for the camel to try traverse the desert. That's what they are. They're not for you humans to be riding in between of. They are the water reserves for the camel to have nutrition and nourishment as it goes across the desert. So all this back fat is your camel-like humps for reserve when there's no food. That is what fat is for our body. So it's essential. We need it. But what happens is because our diet is franken food, right? The Western diet is not real food. The body doesn't know what to do with all the sugar that comes in through the processed food. So it just stores it, wraps it in, you know, encapsulates it in fat and then packs it away. Saying, whoa, man, I don't know. I see the brain communicates that there's an abundance of stuff to eat. But the body is like the what, what we're eating is kind of confusing to the brain because the body's like, oh, we don't know. The brain, you're telling us there's plenty of food, but we're telling you what we're eating is not really food. So we got to store it. It's all sugar. Okay. So when you intermittent fast, you decrease the amount of glucose in your blood. And then that keeps the hormone insulin at check. 
it nourishes the pancreas because now the pancreas doesn't have to work so hard releasing so much insulin to go and try to clean out all of that glucose or sugar that's in your blood. That's what high blood sugar is, right? You got too much sugar, too much glucose in your bloodstream, right? And so then your cells become insulin resistant. That is the body cannot, the cells cannot take any more sugar for energy. It's like, we don't, it's too much. We got enough energy. Why uh, are you, why is there so much energy, uh, so much sugar? We don't need this much energy. Wrap it up in fat and stick it on his uh, back or stick it on his butt or stick it in her belly, right? So that's what insulin resist, resistance is, is when your cells cannot absorb any extra, any more sugar, they are kind of shut down. They're at the door. The guard is at the door saying, nope, putting up an X, you can't get in here. All right. And then we begin to get, uh, when it's too much, uh, one clear sign that a person has too much sugar in their bloodstream is that big old belly. Because that's the main sort, main place that the body will store too much sugar. It'll wall it as fat and put it on the belly. If you ever notice you tried to lose weight and you're working out and everything else is coming down nice, but that belly is like not going nowhere. That's because the belly is emergency reserves, right? You have to really have burned through all of the rest of your body's energy source, all of the sugar stored as glycogen in your liver, stored as glycogen in your muscles. You have to have burned through all of that. Then the body will start pulling the excess stored sugar that's in the fat, the excess stored energy rather, that's in the fat around the belly and the back and all of that, right? So one, as I say, one clear example that a person has a high sugar diet is that big old juicy, fluffy, jiggling lead, get there before they do belly. You see it in men, uh, particularly uh, over a certain age, but nowadays even young boys got a belly. It's like, really? Because the food is all sugar. So you have that belly, and what has happened when the belly expands like that, uh, the omentum, which is a, 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 it's not really an organ, but it is a layer on top that connects all of the abdominal muscles together, right? And so what happens is the belly fats get stored under and on top of the omentum. And the omentum is actually what expands. Your stomach really hasn't expanded that big, how you see somebody with a big old. That's that protective sheath called the omentum, omentum that protects the abdominal organs, the lungs, and the heart. That's what is expanded and full of fat now. It's actually a thin film, but when we eat too much sugar and the body has to find places to store, it begins to store it in that thin film known as the omentum. Okay, so when we intermittent fast, you give your body a chance, first of all, the digestion to relax, to calm down so it doesn't have to do so much work. 80% of your nutrition, I mean, your uh, immunity is in your digestive tract. And if your digestive tract is working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that begins to age you. 
right? It begins to age you and it begins to destroy and disintegrate the rest of your systems because so much energy goes into the digestive tract having to work, right? So fasting, intermittent fasting, gives the body a, the digestion a rest. And so while the digestion is resting, you still need energy. The body will burn up all of the excess glucose, that's stored in the glycogen in the liver and in the glycogen in the muscles. And then it'll begin to burn the fat. It'll start pulling the fat and breaking it down for to use as fuel. Now, the other thing that um, intermittent fasting does, uh, especially if you intermittent fast past 72 hours, right? 72 hours, 24 to 72 hours. If you fast that long, just drinking waters, not protein, not smoothies, just waters. And I talk about the types of waters you can have, right? Uh, but if you intermittent fast just uh, for 72 hours, what happens is the body begins to go through a process called uh, autophagy. Now, this I'm really excited about, right? Autophagy is when the body comes in, the, the systems of the body begin to release viruses, bacteria, excess mucus, hidden, you know, uh, fires known as oxidants in the body, and it begins to break it down and burn it as fuel. Cancers. Study Dr. Jason Fong. This is not something I'm making up. Cancers have been reversed using this type of fasting because the body then goes in and gets rid of all of the uh, all of the rogue cells that it can and burn it up as fuel you know we are a magnificent creation everything we need to be successful on this planet is within us or around us that's amazing when you think about it. Just 72 hours to give that digestion a rest and let the body start pulling other sources for fuel to keep you alive and going. It begins to burn up all of those rogue cells and all those viruses and bacterias and excess pus and mucus that accumulates in the body. It burns it as fuel and get rid of it. That's amazing when you think about it. The doctor just got the Nobel Prize for naming and discovering this process within the body known as autophagy. Some people say autophagy, A-U-T-O-P-H-A-G-E, autophagy. And it happens when you are on a water fast, no internal incoming foods, into the body between 24 and 72 hours, the body goes into autophagy. It's amazing, right? So that's one of the main benefits. Some of the other benefits, uh, how we doing on our time, Flo? I just uh, am just running with it, my dear, you know? All right, all right. So some of the main benefits, uh, other benefits of intermittent fasting, whether you pick a, a five, two, five days, two day, five days of eating, two days of just waters, or 16, eight, you know, whatever time frame you pick, some of the benefits are you... Uh, uh, remove or you release rather your HGH.
when you intermittent fast, <laughs> your HGH goes up by between 1,300 and 2,000 percent. 1,300 to 1,500 for women and 2,000 percent for men. The HGH is human growth hormone, and human growth hormone is one of the main hormone factors in the body that helps to build muscle, helps to keep your brain stable, helps to keep you youthful and vibrant. Youth hormone is what we need, y'all. But we need to activate our own youth hormone, not going out here taking no drugs and needles and whatever else people be taking. I don't know what they do, but I'm just saying you can activate your own HDH when you intermittent fast. For as little as 16.8, you increase the amount of HDH in your uh, serum, in your body systems. Right. So intermittent fasting, that's why the guys get that cut up belly. Ladies, that intermittent fast, that's why they get that cut up. Because the body's not only getting rid of all the rogue tissues and the disease-causing viruses and bacterias, burning it up as fuel. Let's put this on the fire, get rid of it. It's gone. You're also increasing those youth hormones, HGH, right? Another thing that intermittent fasting does, it slows the metabolism. Mama Yoga, I don't want my metabolism slow. That's kind of crazy. What? No. We've been told the wrong thing. Sorry, that's my timer for yoga. Lord have mercy. I don't know why it keeps going off at these times. But anyway, I'm going to get you yoga in a minute. We've been told the wrong thing. When your metabolism speeds up, it speeds up the processes in the body, which make them hard work harder, which produces an aging effect on you over a period of time. So when you intermittent fast, the body slows down because now it's doing the work of repair and heal. So every night when you go to sleep, that's why they say get eight hours, right? Because what happens when you go to sleep at night? First of all, you are fasting. And secondly, your body systems come to clean out all of as many toxins and rogue, uh, rogue cells and as much viruses and bacteria as it can. I always like to imagine it like this, you know, you go to sleep and this lovely little old lady with a bonnet on her head, a bucket and a mop and an apron on. She comes and she just sweeping and humming while she's sweeping out all of the fires and toxicity in your body and delivers it to the elimination systems, your urine, your bowels. You ever get up in the morning and your pee smell like um, sulfur or it smells real strong like ammonia? That's because your body was all night trying to pull out all the toxins while you were sleeping and not eating. So intermittent fasting has so many wonderful benefits. Take your time with it. You know, if it's new to you, you want to go little by little. You want to maybe start with that 16-8 seems to be the sweet spot for most people. But what you want to do is so you can start at night, finish your last meal at 6 o'clock, and then 6 o'clock in the morning. You've gone 12 hours without eating any food. And then you want to go another four hours. Delay your breakfast until 10 a.m. And then have a, a health-based breakfast. 
not all these bagels from all these little uh, stores. And I don't want to say no name or no business, but I'm just saying you want to have a health based breakfast. What is the point if you just going to keep putting toxins back on top of the body or just eating crazy? Now, there are some things that you can have while you're intermittent fasting. Say you want to intermittent fast during the day as opposed to at night, right? Because that's automatic. But say you want to consciously say, I'm going to fast from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. According to uh, uh, many of the diet uh, trends, you can have things that don't raise your blood sugar, like black coffee with no sugar or cream. You can have um, green tea. You can have, of course, water, lots and lots of water. You can have water to your eyes is floating, honey. You can have lots of water. You can have, um, you can have your nutrients and supplements that don't require that you have to take them with food. You can have those. Some people take branch chain amino acids while they are intermittent fasting. I do that myself. Uh, it just, you know, gives me good energy and, um, you know, it doesn't raise the blood sugar, which is the whole point of intermittent fasting. You don't, Well, one of the points, you don't want to raise that blood sugar and cause the insulin to be released, the pancreas to ins- release the insulin. And now the body has to go and try to clean up the excess uh, blood sugar in the bloodstream, okay? Sugar in the bloodstream. So uh, black coffee, green tea, uh, waters you can have. You can have lemon water. That is the bomb because now you are helping the kid, the liver, you know, detoxify while you're just drinking that lemon water. And you can have infused waters, which is what I do. My group and I, every Monday we do uh, Waters Monday. And it's infused waters with lemon, um, uh, ginger, mint, uh, and uh, what else is in there? Cucumber. There's no sugar. We don't put no agave. Don't put any. Just drink the waters. And so you're nourishing your cells and giving them, you know, material to help you get rid of, you know, those bacterias and viruses that are hiding out in your organs that we want to get rid of, Right. So that's it for the intermittent fasting. If you give it a try, why don't you leave us a comment down uh, or down or up wherever it is on our social media platforms. And um, if you like the message here, please, why don't you share this information with someone? Someone might need this. You may be able to help uh, somebody in their life. So if you think this information is valuable and it's worth sharing, one of each of you share it with one other person. And I think that uh, that goes a long way in helping us balance out the information and balance out healing and wellness that we're trying to impart to people. Okay. So uh, I'm going to continue this discussion uh, as the weeks go on. But for now, uh, thank you so much for listening. Like us on all our social media platforms. Uh, And as I say, you know, you can share this information at will. And if you're in the central Jersey, North Jersey, Philadelphia region, you can come to my partner studio, Vibe Studios in Lawrence, New Jersey. We have our Kunda classes going and all kinds of wonderful classes around mind, body, and wellness. Okay, mind, body, energy, and wellness. For now, I'm Salute with Mama Yoga's Wellness, and thank you for listening. Peace and love.
Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Ho, 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 what can I get you? Hey, Santa, a pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells, I should switch to Metro. It's smart, you should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.